Hello and welcome to Vampire TV, your weekly recap for like two shows because look, there's another four out there that we're not currently watching. They're all yep. superhero shows just because they're not on the CW doesn't mean they don't count. It's true. If you're not Bebo, you're nothing. Also, we're sleeping on one. No, we, we're sleeping on four. We're not sleeping on the other ones. We know they're there. We literally haven't talked about the fact that Deadly Class started up and we should watch it. Yeah, we need in, to watch in that. January. Yeah. So. Look, still, we're behind. Three, it's fucking in March and Benedict Wong is in it and he's great. It's almost April. <laughs> it is almost April. Also, womp womp. we've all got five on it. No, shut up. I got five, five on it. it. We went to see Us today, everyone, and it was creepifying. I liked it. It's it wasn't a, scary. It's a thinker. It wasn't scary. It's it was creepy suspenseful. and suspenseful, mm-hmm. and it'll make you think about a lot of shit after. So make sure you go with someone that you can talk to about the movie. And mm-hmm. listen to our thoughts on it on I Know What You Podcasted last summer. Coming soon. <gasps> Coming Do I get soon. to be on the episode this no. time? Sorry. No. It's, it's a us not you thing. So this is real awkward. Super That's rude. rude. Uh, I mean, news of the week. Shazam comes out this week. We're seeing it Thursday. Hooray. I'm excited. And we are. Did we do a Captain Marvel episode? Yes. I don't yes, we did. It. Yes, we did. I remember. Okay. We did this thing. I trust you. You were drunk on joy. Probably. Probably, yeah. yes. <laughs> I'm still floating around on top of Captain Marvel. We went out shopping the other day and I was wearing my Captain Marvel leather moto jacket that like looks like her outfit. And I got so many compliments and nice. a lot mm-hmm. of them were from women. And I was like, have you seen the film yet? Because it's for you. Yes. It was fun because we went to a store that Monica wanted to go to. And then we went to a store that I wanted to go to. And while I was trying on like 75 different things, Monica's just like in the fitting room chatting. Chatting up women. Yeah. About Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And just berating them. Have you seen it? Gently, you should go see it. Gently berating go them. Go see it now. I'm... Go see I'm, it now. Tomorrow. I'm a peach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's delicious. Awesome. I literally was like, what are you doing tonight? <laughs> go tonight. <laughs> but yes, it was great. I loved how everybody was so into your coats. But also, Shazam comes out. We should yeah. focus up on not my wardrobe. I am the most... This is going to be the most excited I've been for a DC movie that isn't Wonder Woman. Well, I don't know. I was pretty stoked for Aquaman. But I think it's a different kind of excited because for Aquaman, we were excited about the fact that it was going to be terrible. But for Shazam, I actually think it looks like it might be good. Yes. And it's been getting really good initial reviews. So, like, Aquaman was like, was like dumpster enjoyment. Like, it's a trash. It ended up being good. Yeah. But you walk in going, this is going to be a trash fire, but like, I'm going to have the best time. It was like dirtbag fun. Yes, but Shazam is like straight the Jason up, Mendoza. The fun. Jason Mendoza. Yes. Fun. Shazam is just. I am expecting it to be good. Mm-hmm. So well, Zachary Levi is so great. Yeah. Oh my god! Every single time he's been in an interview and someone's been like, "Who would win in a fight? You or Wonder Woman? Or you or Captain Marvel?" He has shut that down and been like, "We'd be friends. What's mm-hmm. your problem?" Yeah. Yeah. Or he she would awesome. knock him the fuck out. There was Brie Larson was asked who would win in a fight, you or Superman, and she goes, "Please." <laughs> I can't believe you had to Google that. And I was like, girl, yes. It's mm-hmm. obviously Superman. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> it's Carol. It's Carol. Superman can lose power if he's not in the sun. Carol is always fully powered up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All she has to do is like leave him in a cave for a couple of days. He's not going to let that happen, though. So. so you say. Well, the thing is that Carol will fight dirty. <laughs> yes, Carol doesn't follow the rules. Hence, like she cheated to get to the base and beat Maria there. I mean, if you didn't establish the rules, it's not really. I feel like those were established (laughs) rules. And I feel like I love Carol Danvers because she pulled the 116th of a point and got around the established rules. We call that the Monica. She pulled a Monica and she like talked her way around the established rules. 
Um, do we want to bring up the news item that my favorite dirtbag Klaus is apparently a 9-11 truther? Ugh. Yeah, that makes me very sad. And I'm so sad. It makes me like Umbrella Academy about 20% less. Just I right mean, off it's the not top. the show's fault he's no, a dirtbag. In like the worst In version. the worst way, Shitty no. people are going to be shitty, and yeah. it, it makes me enjoy things less. Well, I'd say it, because I, mean, I was really enjoying having him, like, because I love, Klaus is so my favorite kind of dirtbag for TV characters, mm-hmm. and so knowing that the guy who plays him is that kind of shitty does make me enjoy Klaus a little bit less, yeah. which is a straight bummer, because I love Klaus. Oh, yeah, he's my favorite person on Umbrella Academy, so. You just have to find a way to compartmentalize. Like, yeah. Klaus, the character, isn't a 9-11 truther. Yes. Monica's soft elbow skin. I definitely Look. want to, like, sit this guy down and say, like, are you being a shitty troll, or do you actually believe that our government had people murdered so that we could go start a war? Because it's not that I don't believe that our government would do shitty things, but I, I just can't ascribe to this kind of insider nonsense. Here's the thing about it, and this is for reals. They would have found a way to get there anyway. They would not have needed to kill yeah, I mean, however we, many people. We invaded Iraq without... With barely needing. any reason mm-hmm. to do anything. So, like, it's not like they needed to take down two buildings and kill... I don't even know how many thousands of people or, or injure. And, like, 15 years later, we got fire department and police department members dying of lung disease. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Right, like, representatives they didn't, tell them to fund that shit. Yeah, they didn't need to do that. The government... Like, literally, the president could go to war with anyone he wants for, like, 60 days without actually saying well, out loud, I'm going to war. Armed conflict. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. like literally, Vietnam, we never went to war. It was an armed conflict, and we were there for, like, 11 years. Like, they didn't need to do that. And it's just, like, there's I'm no reason for them to have done it. It doesn't make any logical... Yeah, it doesn't make any logical sense for 9-11 to be a cover-up. He is just saying stuff because he's a dum-dum. Yes. Also, he's british or irish and he needs to shut the fuck up about it what does he do i guess that's that i mean that, that for me is like also like stay out of my backyard i mean yeah, get you, the fuck out of here brah you don't understand what that means to us because you're not an american and most of the time i don't say stuff like that but right. i think some some of this shit gets so much more Look, personal i'm not spouting conspiracy theories about like the ira and bombings in ireland because i don't know anything about it and i'm not fucking from there i'm not gonna like back some conspiracy theory because i think it's funny or cool so just like show us the same amount of respect please also, we're still really sensitive about it. Like, I still don't like thinking about it or talking about it heavily. It makes me feel really shitty and I start crying because it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like last podcast did a two part, uh, a two part episode about 9-11. And I really, I was only able to listen to it once. Like, uh-huh. I couldn't do it mm-hmm. more than once. It's, it's so much. It's really, too much for my heart. I really like that movie Zero Dark Thirty, but I fast forward through the first 10 minutes because it's like fucking recordings of the shit that went down that day. Mm. And it's been however many, like 17, 18 years, and I still can't like... It's a lot. I'm getting worked up. I can't do it. It was a lot that happened. I was of an age where it was still formative. Like I was in college. It ruined a lot of shit. Anyway, shut the fuck up, Robert Sheehan, is basically the point. Yes. Don't say dumb shit. Just like... Don't say dumb shit. <laughs> Where is his PR person? Like, she needs to get to work on that. It's fine. Well, it's like fucking Charlie Hunnam is ruining him for me because, oh, like, he's yeah. like he's like a dark side of Reddit red pillar almost. Uh, I'm like, uh, no. Jordan Peele, because uh, that guy's dope. That guy's dope. Um, when I do this, can you Jordan, guys hear it? Yes. Yes. 
Jordan Peterson, maybe? Oh, uh, yeah, the Peterson dude who's yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah, and... Yeah, not Charlie, Charlie Hunnam is. is like he's a really smart guy. Yeah, he's I'm really like, intelligent no, on the dark web. No, no Charlie, super, he's a misogynist. No. Yeah, like he hates he's women. He's a basement dwelling neckbeard misogynist of the worst kind. So that sucks. But what doesn't suck is in-game tickets apparently go on sale on Tuesday. Fucking finally. I know. Yeah. It's like less than a month to go. Oh, That's man. Cool. I'm not so weird. But I'm I'm gonna be... I know we talk about this like four weeks in a row now, but it's like weird. I'm going to be home on Tuesday so I can buy tickets. 1,000 tickets. Yeah. Hooray. Just We should just buy out the entire theater. Yes. And I then, and then scalp them. Oh, my God. Beatrice. Well, we should only sell them to people that we like so that we don't end up sitting behind assholes. Yeah, like a bunch of buttholes like in the theater today i don't know man i got to yell at some teenagers you, today that you was did fun. me veronica and chris were like going ham <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so let's talk about arrow the the th- you know one of the things we're here for mm-hmm. um so we quick recap this is uh episode 17 inheritance and long story short apparently emiko totally sucks butt emiko's the far- fucking worst apparently and that that's not great so bummer um it's we we've got like weird shades of a uh, Sherlock and Iris where Laurel comes to Oliver and is like, "Hey, I I think Emiko killed Diaz," and Oliver's mm-hmm. like, nah, "Nah, that's fine." But then it does plant that seed of doubt in Oliver's mind. He follows Emiko, um, finds that she and Dante have broken into Palmer Tech and are stealing drones, um. He confronts her. She gives him a whole sob story about how, oh, you know, the night circle, blah, blah, blah. He's like, it's cool. I got you. You're my family. I'm Oliver Queen. I'm super dope. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, thank you. And then she backstabs him like an Emiko. Fucking turns out. I'm jumping to the end. That was mostly it. Um, She's running the fucking night circle. Yeah. Yeah. Dante's working for her, which is weird and surprising and i kind of dig it i was like damn um yeah because almost always our big bads are dudes yeah love this um actually i'm really actually pretty excited that she's the big bad and she worked her way up through the ranks and like is in charge of this guy now yeah i love that i don't think we've had a single lady big bad we have not at least not on arrow unless you count moira Mm -mm. nah nah she was she was ambivalent bad yeah um she's chaotic neutral i was flash no i think what she would do legends no supergirl we had um Mm -hmm. daxamite mom yeah and uh lena's mom and okay yeah 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 so really just but were those big bads uh well, yeah, yeah, Daxamite mom was oh, like she, she big bad in that season because that that was yeah. uh, Terry Hatcher. That's right. Yeah, yeah, like she tried to she take was over the big her. bad. That's right. Like a boss. Um, yeah. What else? So, um, blah blah blah. Emiko fakes that she's going to accept Timero's help. Infiltrates him. Plants tracker on Oliver. He finds it. He's like, ah, fart. Doesn't plant a tracker on Oliver. No, she, she takes down she Archer. She a jammer. She puts a jammer oh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. basement, That's right. and she disables Archer so they mm-hmm. can't find Dante. Dante. Yeah. The um, big, big bad. And while Archer's down, uh, the Night Circle steals a bunch of sarin gas. Um, they track it to an airfield. It's on like 10 different drones. And... Yeah, I love how at first they're like, oh, they're they're here to, they're here to steal uh, unrefined uranium. And I'm like, oh, shit. 
and they're like, oh, guess what? We're not stealing uranium. And before you can even go, whew, it's like, oh, guess what? Instead, we're making sarin gas. And you know, at least this fucking show is not trying to drop another nuke on someone. No more nukes! That 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 was a shark jumping moment, and I am glad we are past that. Um, sarin gas isn't a ton better, but, you know, at least it's not a nuke. Sarin gas is still pretty fucking deadly. Is that what they had in the rock? No, yes. that was... I thought that was, like, a fake chemical. It's a fake chemical, but sarin gas is the one in the, the subway system in, like, China or Tokyo or whatever. In, like, the 90s. Yes, actually. Um, that was the uh, a cult from China or Hong Kong called um, Om Shinrikyo. Yeah. And they wanted to kill a bunch of people, but they were really dumb about it. And so they, they, they still killed like thousands, but they could have killed millions if things had gone correct. Oh, wow. Where they had, um, <clears throat> bags of sarin gas they had made. And so you had to expose it to oxygen. So they were, they would leave the bag on the subway and then like puncture it with an umbrella. And then they would leave and then the gas would seep out. And then also people would get infected and then would transfer to other places. So it should have killed more, but they fucked it up. Hmm. How did they fuck it up? Um, oh, they didn't leave it in the right, uh, like one person didn't leave it in the right car. Somebody else didn't puncture it properly. Um, they tried to do a, a different one with a truck outside of a building, but they didn't plan for uh, wind currents and it ended up... Hmm. Uh, yeah, if, if the wind had gone in the right direction, it would have, would have taken out an entire apartment building. But because the wind changed, it only killed like 30 people instead of a whole apartment building. I mean... So yeah. shit, it's not good, but it definitely could have been way worse. Like, you know uncomfortable stuff. L- last podcast on the left. Yeah. yeah. You want to know anything about anything that's awful that people do to people? Just listen to that. I, I, like, I really like Planet Money. <laughs> It's got some good economic um, stuff. This week's episode is about the history of the electric chair. And the thing that I learned is that when you get, when they put you in the chair, it doesn't actually stop your heart like, like you would think an electrical current would. It boils your brain and uh, it's basically asphyxiates you because it cooks the part of your brain that regulates breathing. I thought, though, that it, it still overloaded you to the point that you don't feel it, at least. Um, they're pretty sure that you are not unconscious. Well, that's great. Uh, the electric chair also has way more botched. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, than, like, other things. Though, we prefer lethal injection now, but lethal injection is even worse for botched executions than the electric chair is. The only one that has one hun- that has a 100% is the firing squad. Firing squad, 0% failures. Because five people are shooting at you and there's no medical attention after. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still, if they fuck it up, you may bleed out for a while, which sucks. Yeah. Look, we can't talk about this again. <laughs> Man, I would go back to the guillotine. The guillotine is fine. Or hanging. Like, yeah, hanging with a, a properly calculated... Mm-hmm. The problem is, yeah, that like with, with, with hanging, there's there's definitely a sweet spot. Because if you if you that make is it not the word I <laughs> if you make the rope too long, then your no, no, the, the, the head pops thing. right off. Yeah. That's a good thing. And They're definitely dead. They're yeah. definitely dead. Yeah, guillotine is really. I, the I better think the way to go. moral of the story. Maybe, you know, maybe let's just not do state. Let's just murder. not do that. that. I think that's the easy solution. My idea was if we do it, we should go back to shooting. Let's what just, is it? Shooting squad, firing squad, firing squad. But the people who get to fire the guns are the people hurt by whatever you did. No, because so then, then they get like a small amount of vengeance. Doubling down on 
retribution. I know and that's not what I'm the state should well, because be sponsoring. My vigilante heart likes the, the justice. In like that. the reason why we stepped away from the firing squad was because it was fucking up the people who had yeah, to the do the firing yeah, squad. Doing the shooting. They all like, got really like who real fucked up. Even though there's five of them, and who knows which one of you killed them? What's well, yeah. why I think any time in the firing squad, like traditionally, one person would be randomly given a blank. Yes. yes. So you always had that. Oh, maybe it, I no, didn't it wasn't shoot me. them. Mm-hmm. It's tough, though. All right. Also, VX uh, nerve gas is what was used in the rock, and it is a real thing, and yeah. it's terrifying. So, hooray! Oh shit! I always thought that was a made-up chemical. No, no, no. Nick Cage which wouldn't lie to us. Nick Cage. Look, I lost his name halfway through. Nick Cudgel. Um, what else? We get a Emiko framing Laurel, uh, for. Killing a witness and hanging out with Dante. No, mm-hmm. not Dante. Uh, Diaz. Not great. And a bunch of flashbacks showing Emiko meeting Dante, trying to reconcile with uh, Oliver and her as dad. But unfortunately, he's a giant piece of shit. And she was just like, ah, okay, I'll just work my way up through the uh, ninth circle. And also she finds out. She didn't plant them, which I guess is something, but she finds out about the explosives on the Queen's Gambit and does not say anything about it. Yeah, because Robert's a piece of shit. Yeah, that guy sucks. Right, that she comes to him with this really great plan on how to make his business better, and he's like, this is a great plan, but I can't do it because I have to give the company to my shit heel son. Yeah, who, like, you could just... shows no interest whatsoever right? in actually running the stupid company. You could just start a second company and, like, I, I don't know. I man. mean, that if you were, because he's so concerned with how everything looks. If you had just brought Emiko in, she could have been the real power, and then Oliver could have just gone out and done FaceTime, and then got wasted every night, well, and no, he would have been happy. The problem there is Moira would find out, and he said to her mom in one of the flashbacks that she, Moira, Moira. would take everything or half of everything. Yeah, well, Moira's not in much of a moral position to talk. So she wasn't cheating while they were together. Was she? She hooked up with Malcolm, and that's where Thea came from. Yeah, they were still together. Yeah. No, they're both shitty people. Yeah. There is none finger-pointing there. <laughs> Was that when you, uh, you you point at one person? Oh, my God. You, you got, got three, three fingers pointing back, point back, at, you. back at you. That fucking kid. <laughs> also, go see us. I really like it. <laughs> Who needs uh, the internet? You got the outer net. Yo, Winston Duke as a father, <laughs> I've never been so sexually attracted to a man. Man, in my he's life. what I would strive to be. Mm. He's what I'm I would strive, strive to, to bang. I would strive to be between those thighs. Oh, <laughs> son. Hey. Hello. When he laid out on that tiny yeah, bed, I was like, how do thing. I climb through this movie screen <laughs> and up those thighs? That man has some thick thighs. <laughs> thick with two Double C's. C. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. uh, any other... Oh, so... They they do release the sarin gas on a bunch of drones. Uh, Oliver shoots seven out of eight of them down. One does get out. We we don't know the fallout of that. So. It went to an empty building and nothing happened. Oh, it did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were like, why would they? all the drones were set to go to empty buildings? Why would they do it? And then they figured it was a test run. Did I just not pay attention to this episode? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It wow. wasn't the best episode. Mm-hmm. It was kind no, of like it was regular fine. hero. It was, it was regular. It was hate, solid. I didn't hate it. I really yeah. liked it, but it wasn't like like the last couple have been really good. Oh, yeah. Well, th- mm-hmm. this one felt like a, hey, we need to dump a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exposition dump. This was an expository episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got a little bit more about how shitty Robert is. Well, but like we knew that. We knew that. Yeah, it's just is, that, is anybody curious it about how shitty Robert is? No, <laughs> we all know how shitty Robert uh, is. My serious question is, 
when we see that that scene where Oliver shoots all the drones, were those CGI arrows? Or did oh, you yeah. see that? Oh no! Oma, my understanding is almost every arrow he shoots in this is CGI. Aww, we were like he's doing it long enough. I believe in him. No, so he just so he just holds the arrow and then he just like does a repeated motion where he just pulls. I don't think this. he's holding arrows. I think they put it in. Uh, I think oh. she meant the bow first off oh you hold the hold the bow and then you just reach behind I you i don't think you no i think time. i think he's holding the bow and just doing the arm motion really fast and then they put the arrow in that's what i'm saying oh okay. yeah or you know maybe he's just not what you said shooting them because you know it was like quick cut stuff so it could have just been he was shooting them and they just they just go off it to together where well it, it was just clear a whole set and then yeah. like everyone get out <laughs> Because they had it was one repeat one single shot, not not cut together, where you see him shoot like four in a row. Yeah, I think it, it was him just moving his arm real fast if he's not actually mm-hmm. shooting, which makes yeah. me sad. Because you know Clint Barton trained with, um, or Jeremy Renner trained with Olympic archery athletes. Yes, to get his Clint Barton stuff. Yeah, well, I've been on good authority. A lot of archers were really pissed at his <laughs> falling off the building sideways shot bullshit. Well, he's it's a movie. He's like, carny he's trained he's also. Car- also, yeah, like you can wait hand wave that he was trained in a carnival. Like, but like I'm saying, Jeremy Renner, the actor, went to like yeah, archery yeah, yeah. camp. Mm-hmm. Oh, I assume they had they brought in some sort of professional archer to at least tell them how to hold his hands. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, his like arm guard is like definitely in the wrong spot. <laughs> And all the archers were like, he'd break his fucking arm. That's fine. Whatever. I don't care. I was reading a fic and Clint was telling Bucky that his, um, the pull on his bow was 250 pounds and that's why his shoulders and biceps are so big. And Bucky literally like stuttered and went, that's more than I weigh. And then got like really hot. (laughs) No one has a 250 pound pull bow. Isn't it just like bench pressing 250? No. I don't know how muscles work. You don't know how bows, uh, bows don't have that high. Like at most it's going to be like. A sixty to eighty pound pull with a recurve bow, like unless you're Hawkeye. Unless no, you're Hawkeye, no, no one could physically pull back a two hundred fifty pound. Have you bow seen his biceps? And if shoulders? you are a normal human, he's a Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's Hawkeye. oh, he's looking up. Cool. While you do this, I'm gonna blow my nose. Okay, yeah. So after further review, uh, normal AMO standard, which apparently is a thing, is sixty pound draw weight. Big ones are 70 pound draw weight. No one's pulling a fucking 250 pound bow. Except Hawkeye. No. Clint Martin you pulls a You cannot do that. <laughs> it's Stark Tech. Like, Stark. Then it's not 250 pounds. A bow for him. It might be a 250 pound equivalent with like a 60 pound pull. No, it's a 250 pull. No, that's stupid as fuck it's whoever no. and the point yeah, was he has that, great a... shoulders and arms and no. bucky got a stiffy like leave it alone no i won't i want accountability in <laughs> they do need you require to... accountability in your porn because that's literally what we're talking uh, about now yes i do i don't believe that for so you have to be second. like well i need him to open that pizza box and make sure there's, there's actually, actually a pizza does in this there? man oh, no. truly know how like, to take out the toner ink on a printer because if, if he does not this porn is incorrectly if there's a made. weird voodoo doll that establishes a precedent for what it can do it needs to be consistent through the entire film why is there a voodoo, voodoo doll, doll in your porn? i don't know man why wouldn't there be i'd like to leave don't yuck my yum <laughs> Life is a rich tapestry. Um, back to the show. <laughs> I have news that I didn't add to the news section because okay. I just remembered. Go. Um, Emily Brett Richards, who plays Felicity, is not gonna be in season eight. Oh, she like just recently was like, "I'm out" at the end of season seven. Interesting. So I don't hmm. know what the shit's happening. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where to go from there. Because um, well, well, it does. I 
as I was thinking about how they had structured the the flash forwards, that let me look at the article that we wherever William is is away from Felicity and Mia, and wherever Mia and Felicity are is away from Oliver. So it could definitely be that season eight starts and um, Felicity and Mia have already left for their like cabin in the woods and left mm-hmm. Oliver behind because reasons. That would be so weird though. That for, for I I just don't know how they would swing that with like pre Oliver crisis dying. I'm assuming I don't unless know. like season eight goes full on Hitchcock style where like it opens showing. Oliver dies and then it is a and here's now how we get to that point I mean they could do that Ew, she told the internet in a poem she put on Instagram I hate don't like her yeah you, she just to she's my life. bigoted against poems I am poems are hot garbage they are hot garbage up top buddy like only shitty poems are shitty okay some you know poems can be good poems any that don't rhyme I don't have time for your bullshit spoken word stuff if you want a poem, it needs to rhyme. Uh, what about epic poems? Like so, fucking Beowulf. That's a sonnet. Okay, so... And, or... Beowulf is an epic poem. Can we fucking focus? <laughs> she announced it, and there's been no other information. She just, okay. like, told Instagram, and everyone's like, we don't know how this is going to work, much yeah. like ourselves. Interesting. Yeah, well, whatever. I I'll, just don't understand, like... I'll be sad to see her go. Well, no, I don't understand why she would do this. Eight is a half season. Like, mm-hmm. why not just, like finish like i don't get it well, unless she got written out of it i mean we no, don't but like know. she made this call is the way it, it's framed she herself was like i'm done hmm. so I i'm just like why would you do this all i can think my like my initial idea would be something like she's got family issues and she wants to be home more or like maybe being on the set has been really shitty this year or maybe she's just really tired of fan bullshit talking about how terrible she is <laughs> I don't approach her on any sort of you social don't, media. You don't. So, no, whatever. I don't. You're a good dude about that. I no, but, but I... It could I, be she got another job also, where also she's that. like, hey, you know, I'm only working this half season at most. Let me start shopping around. And some some other network picked her up for something. Yeah, especially if she gets to be, like, number number one on a different show. Calm down, Riker. I meant, like, on the call sheet. Because she's only, like, four on this one, probably. Do you know what the order of the names are in the credit sequence? I don't. I would. I just don't know who you would even put between her and. Um, yeah, I was going to say it's like her and Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell should be first, but I don't know. It's probably whoever plays Diggle. Yeah. Oh, you know, I could see that. Although he's been. I feel like she's been in a lot more than him this season. I don't think it matters. General. I think it's like. Just kind of precedent. It's usually contract, also, contract negotiation. Like. That somebody might say part of our contract rider is that they have to be listed number two after Stephen Well, that's, how, that's how, side note, that's how Denai Guerrera didn't get her name on the one sheet for Avengers Endgame because it wasn't part of her contract. Who? Not be The girl who plays the general. In Black Panther? In Black Panther. Oh, oh, okay. Her yes, yes, name yes. wasn't on the first one sheet for Avengers and everyone was like, oh, sexism but it was actually because it's not in her contract that her name appear on the poster so they didn't put it on the poster and then everyone was like oh you're fucking misogynists and racist against black women and marvel was like we're super not so no. here you go like that we just, we just oversight 
yeah. kind of a thing. Because, yeah, so, because her, like, rep might have been more concerned with dollar amounts right. and less like, concerned with that. She uh-huh. also maybe like, I don't give a shit about the poster. I want to make sure I get residuals or something. Yeah, because like yeah, there, yeah. there's usually a lot of squabbling between, oh, okay, well, you know, Stephen Amell is definitely number one. But then, like, their reps, but like, maybe Diggle's rep and Felicity's rep are both like, my person gets to be number two. Right, or like, yeah, 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 yeah. Brett. Or Emily Brett Richards doesn't care about things the same way in which the guy who plays Diggle's rep would care mm-hmm. about things. And, okay. okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, you might say, okay, I'll take number three, but I want 5% more and a bigger trailer. Yeah, or like, if this gets syndicated, I want like 10% of that money or something Or I want an, ex- an extra bump in merchandising sales right. and shit mm-hmm. like that. The actors who make the most money are the ones who do merchandising and get a piece of that. Oh, man, oh, that's yeah. where Lucas got rich on. Because... Merch. Yeah. Well, well, it's like when um, like Hugh Jackman signed on to do Logan and like put up a bunch of money at the front and was like, "I'll take almost no money," mm-hmm. um, so that because he like definitely was part of the push to make it rated R. Yeah, and so and he was like, "I'll take less money, so it makes more money." Yeah, and so that instead he took money on the back end and a bigger chunk of merchandising, so he got paid almost nothing up front. Right. That's it. But he made really more money after. Mm-hmm. That's usually like so, man. Logan was so good. It was so good. Oh, so you know that okay. now that I'm now old that you, you saw it three years later. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's been like a month now. So okay, what's next? Next is maybe the best show out right now. Supergirl. Oh my fucking god! This episode, episode sixteen, the House of L. L is in fact for Lex. It's for Luther. Lex Luther. L-l-l-l-l-l-l. There's like three in a row. It's Lex Larry Luther. I'm reaching for my phone. Focus on <laughs> <laughs> this episode was bananas. It was great. It was so freaking good. Okay, give us a rundown. Okay, rundown. This is functionally all flashbacks. Um, most everything that has happened this season is Lex just pulling the strings like a fucking puppet master. From prison? Yes. From Well, because was every really now and again he's like, Warden, I need to leave for 72 hours. It sure would be a shame if something happened to your wife who lives at this exact address. Mother. And your kids who go to this school. Uh, tomato, he has a husband. The warden oh, has yeah, a husband. Right. Warden has a husband. And so Lex oh, did carrot yeah. and stick and was like, it would suck if your mom died. Also, I got you, your husband, these cool tickets to the opera. <laughs> and the warden's like, just please be back in 72 hours. <laughs> so he just keeps... Checking in and checking out whenever yeah. he wants to. He's mostly in jail. Yeah, he, for what it's he's worth. like, I'm going to go back to prison because prison is a great alibi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when he's not there, he's got like an image inducer thingy going anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so three years ago, he was put on trial for mass murder. Um, he's sitting in the courtroom, is convicted of mass murder, rigs something that also kills the judge and the entire jury and most of the lawyers in the courtroom while he's sitting there so that's great Mm -hmm. um he gets escorted out meets uh eve tessmacher who's his number one fangirl and he's like okay this is weird and she's like yo i can do so much for you and he's like okay cool go work for catco start working your way in deep um title of your sex name yeah (laughs) nice um and then really we he it all really starts developing when he gets a phone call in prison from a Cosnian general who's like, Hey, we've got this lady who looks exactly like Supergirl and she's exhibiting powers and that's when Lex is like, Hey uh, warden, I gotta go. I'll be back in three days. 
and just starts mentoring her yeah. yeah or like he becomes her evil yoda yeah like i was gonna say grooming but that that feels a bit too gross he's not trying to bone her yeah, yeah. don't use grooming okay sorry yeah uh, yeah basically conditioning or training, evil mentoring yeah, her. Evil yeah evil mentoring because when she gets woken up the only word she knows is alex that's the only word that she can the say Russian one? yeah yeah and so he shows up and he's like i'm lex and she's like alex and he's like Sure. Yes. Yes. Definitely. That. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's quick on his feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we just see like a lot of training stuff between him showing up every now and again, giving her books to read, working with her on things, eventually taking her to America and like helping her poke around. Because also he knows that a uh, Cara Danvers is Supergirl. And that's not great. Which immediately make I'm I'm like, does he also know who Superman is? Because he hasn't blown up Clark's spot yet. I I feel like he probably does at this point, but is so narcissistic that he wants to win without in his mind cheating. And outing Superman or Supergirl hmm. would be cheating. And okay. he'd be like, I didn't earn this victory over these stupid aliens. Man, he's hmm. a fucked up dude. And yes. I am here for it. Um, yeah, and then we, we see, like, a, a lot of just training backstory stuff, uh, when, when Kryptonite gets flooded through the air, and, um... Kara has to wear that Soviet, dumb suit. Yeah, yeah, and, like, they, they put her in the protective thingy, and blah, blah, blah. Um... Well, yeah, so when, when the Kryptonite gets flooded everywhere, our, our Cosnian Supergirl also gets sick. Mm-hmm. And so... We see how how attached Alex has become to her because he seems genuinely concerned for her. Now, whether that's any sort of real, I would say real human emotion, or if he is just invested in what she could do for him and doesn't want to lose on that. Yes. Isn't he basically a sociopath? Like, he doesn't really feel emotion in that manner? It's tough to tell. I would say... Lex, to me, feels more like a psychopath than a sociopath, but I don't know, because he does seem genuinely concerned about her, but he mm-hmm. is also such a, like, he's he's almost like a trickster, because he's so very good at telling people what they want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's her getting kryptonite poisoning that leads him to start the train to get Lena to do this cure. He's talking with Ms. Tessmacher, and she's oh like, I have an idea. You're not going to like it. And he goes, yes, I, I do have to give myself cancer. And she's like, that's not what I was going to say at all. <laughs> and then he just, like, storms into this chamber and is all, boop. <sighs> and then just gives himself cancer because he is certain that he can work with Lena to solve this and cure himself. So yeah. he's like, this is fine. And then he does, and then um, Russian Supergirl has the secondary problem where um, she she had the kryptonite poisoning. That got fixed, and then something happened, and she just, like, collapsed in the middle of a training session and passed out. They called him again. He's like, ah, fuck, okay, I need to, like... I think that's what got him to actually get out of prison, go work with Lena on the Herondel. Um oh, See, I thought it was the kryptonite poisoning. It was kryptonite poisoning, and then he then he gives himself cancer, then he calls Lena, and then they go, and then he has James shot. And... No, because the kryptonite poisoning, they just put her in that giant tube thingy. 
until the air was clear again. And I, I thought it was like months later that she mm. collapsed. Okay, I could be, but anyway. It, it, it doesn't super yeah, matter. The, yeah, the hit. Super matter. Oh, God. Because, but yeah, but it is his, uh, super, like the Supergirl clone getting sick is the impetus for him meeting up with Lena and doing this yeah. whole thing. Oh, and also before this, he, to get her in the right mindset for, hey, you know, I, I'm going to need your help to take over the world eventually. Um, he had fostered the, this relationship basically with her and this, uh, family out in the boonies. And oh, cause then... when she's, when she's first trying to figure out who she is, um, she hears someone calling for help. And so she doesn't, she doesn't have any memories. She can barely speak, but that's so intrinsic in her that when she hears someone calling for help, she has to go. And so she finds this boy in a cabin and he and his mom are being set upon by thugs or whatever. And she doesn't really know her own strength. So she accidentally kills them all, but she saves the kid. And so then when Lex is talking to her later and she's, she's asked him, you know, are you mad at me? And he's like, what for saving a child? Don't be ridiculous. Um, and so he's very sweet to her, but then, so she cares a lot about this kid that she saves and goes to visit him often. Um, a lot of the times with Lex. And so Lex is aware that this kid is her vulnerability. And so when he needs to get her back in line, he tells Otis, go kill this kid. Yeah. And basically blames it on America and makes it look like this uh, cruise ship off the coast had launched a missile that had blown up that kid's house. She goes, you know, goes ham on that ship. Oh, yeah. She kills all those dudes. <laughs> yeah. Lex shows up with his fucking luther suit which i am so here for the flying one yeah he's got a mech suit yeah it's so great um and it's like what the fuck are you doing this isn't ah this is gonna ruin everything what if they saw your face i'm so pissed at you and she's like hey i'm sorry and he's like ah no and then he leaves and like i i feel one of the few actual fully angry lex things that we've seen mm -hmm. um and then she she collapses later on after he's had the herondel in him uh, he comes back, gives her a blood transfusion. That's what gets her fixed up. And it, it's so tough to tell with him if he cares or not. But he's like, hey, you know, I might have overreacted. I'm sorry. That was dick of me. We're bros, right? And she's like, we're bros. They didn't say that. And he, but no, that he, was basically the He does call her Red Daughter. And I just... And then they, he made her a suit. It's a super suit. It looks like Kara's, except it's got the Russian hammer and sickle on the chest. This shit's so good. Where did she come from again? We don't know. Uh, Miss Tesswalker. The end of, like, last season, right? She just, like, landed. And yeah, we think it had to do with the black kryptonite. Right. Yeah, because there's a precedent in the comic that black kryptonite um, splits Supergirl into her good and her bad half. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So we think that, so that's what Tesmacher thinks anyway. They also had a really interesting conversation with uh, Lex, Miss Tessmacher, and Otis, where Lex is, of course, planning six states, six or 70 steps ahead. And he is planning on how he's going to use his red daughter and how he's going to need patsies in both Russia and the U.S. And so he tells Otis, hey, I need you to find a guy for me, some somebody who's like charismatic and on the up and up, who's like a zealot from the right wing side. And he's like, Oh, I got just the right dude. And so then they're the ones who are responsible for finding Brent Lockwood and getting him ushered up to where he is now. Yeah. Oh, also Otis total dick bag. But when Lex, uh, asked him to set up making it look like, uh, a U.S. battle cruiser had missiled this kid's house. He made it look like that happened. And then later, like, 
10, 15 minutes later in the show, we see him in the in a car with the kid eating a big belly burger, like basically pantomiming like, hey, if anyone asks, this never happened, also pretend you're dead, please. Oh, and I'm like, so oh, it's like, nice. so like he you doesn't kill dumb kids. Dumb. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's he's not a good person, but at least he's like, I won't kill kids. Which is something. Which is, it's an interesting character beat. Yeah. It was, honestly, it's nice to see him get a bit more development. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like the back half of this, they really decided, you know, we're going to lean into like Superman 1 and 2 a bit more. And Otis is definitely getting a bit more like sidekick goobery. He's dumb. And I'm here for it. <laughs> They're just, he's dumb. <laughs> like he hands Lex the flyer and it's upside down. And uh, he's like, yeah, this Ben Lockwood guy, he's real smart. And Lex is like, at least someone is. <laughs> It's pretty great. But yeah, I've enjoyed this a lot. And uh, I love Lex. And I think he is a great addition to this show. You should watch just the last two episodes. Yeah. Lex. I'm not a villains person. They're not a positive for me. He's basically the Darth Vader of this show. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) That is this show. We'll be back tomorrow for all the weird shit. Doom Patrol! So. Doom. I got Doom Patrol on it. No. Please just. I got Doom on it. God damn it. She's got my back. Okay, great. We'll we'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Same stupid time, same Doom channel. I got Doom on it. Yes! (laughs) I hate my life. Please save me from her. You love your life. I'm blinking twice. Please send help. Come get me!